Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Now let's meet our first guest, Patrick Liddy from Utility AR. Patrick is embracing augmented reality in his business through its use of smart glasses. Patrick, before we discuss the world of augmented reality, I'd like to get an insight into your own career. Thanks. So I'm an electrical engineer. I trained in UCD originally, and I've worked mostly in the energy sector. I've done a little bit of entrepreneurship before as well. This is my second business. So where did you get the idea for Utility AR? Well, I suppose that really comes to my to my first business. So, first of all, I worked in an energy efficiency business, um, which um, was all about monitoring and control of the energy or electricity consumption in large industry. And to make that work, we had to install um, metering and monitoring equipment on our customer sites. And I felt the pain <laughs> related to that whereby when you send a guy to a factory, you need him to install a piece of equipment. Sometimes he encounters issues, and that meant a second person would have to go to the site or, or the job just didn't get done that day. And that was very costly and time-consuming. Then also, when he went to site, he'd have to follow a procedure to get the work done. So with that pain that I felt, and when I encountered augmented reality, I went, wow. This is the solution. This is exactly what we need to solve that problem. So talk to me about Utility AR and how it solves that problem. Sure. So uh, Utility AR is a software company. We build solutions that run on augmented reality and smart glasses, and I'll explain what they are in a minute. But they're a wearable, and um, what we're trying to do is to create tools to allow industrial um, and utility workers to get their job done on a day-to-day basis. So at your desk, you've got a computer and you've got all of these digital tools to help you get your work done really well and really effectively. The guy who works with his hands um, in the field doesn't have access to the same number of tools. And what we're trying to do is create them, uh, except have them optimized to run on augmented reality smart glasses, um, so that it's a better form factor to him to get to, for him to get his work done. So how does the technology actually work, Patrick? Augmented reality glasses are very different from virtual reality glasses. What they are is they're transparent glass glasses. Think of a pair of safety goggles. And what happens is <clears throat> um, you can see digital information projected on the glass. So just the same as wearing safety glasses, they're not impairing your vision. You can see the real world, but you can also see digital information projected on the glass at the same time as you're seeing the real world. And that could be relevant information because the glasses always also have a forward-facing camera. And that means that they can recognize what it is that you're looking at and make the information that they show you on the glass contextually relevant. Or you could do a video call from the glasses and your colleague who's elsewhere in the world sitting at their computer can see what you're seeing from the forward-facing camera on your glasses and he can talk to you through the glasses and he can even draw on your vision so he can highlight. Do you see that handle there? Will you turn it clockwise? What other sectors are you looking at exploring in relation to this technology? Sure. So I suppose we, well, within the manufacturing sector, there's lots of 
parts of the organization within it. So right now we work with the, on the manufacturing floor, but also we work with the utilities and the maintenance team who are um, who are uh, maintaining the equipment and making sure everything works as it should. We work with utilities, so your ESBs and board goshes, um, uh, because they've got workers who are a man in a van going to somewhere relatively remote, and we need to be able to help those people to get their job done. And then, ultimately, we're we're targeting globally, so those sorts of organizations. But what I'd say is augmented reality glasses, we expect to be used in all sectors in the future. So that is to say, they will become the mobile phone of the future, and everyone will be using them. And I suppose many will say that they're surprised at how slow both virtual and augmented reality have been at going mainstream. What do you think the reason for that has been? Mm, that's a good question. So you might look at your phone or your tablet and say, well, it's obvious and it came overnight. But the reality is, is the iPad had been invented 20 years before. Um, in fact, Apple nearly went bust with their earlier version of the Newton, as it was called, right? So the form factor that is a touch display, it existed for a long time before it became ubiquitous and the norm. The same applies to augmented reality glasses. But what I'd say is, to begin with, it is getting uh, some traction and action in the industrial space, just the same as um, mobile phones were used by business people first, phones were used by business people first, computers were used by business people first. They all take time. And it's just that these days where we expect things to pop very quickly, that's going to take a little bit longer. And from the clients that you've secured to date, what were the pain points that they were feeling well, I suppose the immediate task of the last while has been managing travel and access. So I mentioned there earlier that you can do a video call from the glasses, which use the forward-facing camera, which is on the glasses, and allow your colleagues elsewhere in the world to see what you're doing. That's been very useful as people could travel over the last year and a half um, and allow them to do virtual audits Beyond that, I suppose what we're looking at is is providing the, the right digital information to a worker to let, help them step through their, their, their work. And what's really exciting is when you begin to digitize people, you eliminate so many errors that are related to people scribbling things down and writing things down. Um, and, and when you have a digital device like smart glasses, um, you can link all these things up and elim- eliminate those mistakes. Now, this is an emerging space, but it is expected that there will be lots of new entrants come into this particular space over the coming years. What are you doing to stay ahead of the competition? Well, I suppose like anyone, we need to listen to the customer and we need to understand what their needs are. I mean, if you look at the leaders in the digital space, they're not necessarily um, uh, the leaders in the technology itself, but rather they're listening to their customers and they're building the simple user interface um, and deployment and scalable uh, features that allow industry or enterprise to use the things. That's very much how we come about it. I started by saying where, where I came across this was it would have solved a problem for me in my past work life. And I'm always thinking about our users in that way. What exactly is it that they want? And in many cases, it's not new features and fandangles. 
rather it's just taking this exciting technology and making it more down to earth and more usable by them. So will product expansion be key to growing the business further? And if so, have you any new products in mind? I suppose we're always listening to opportunities. Um, I think we're, we're probably we're just launching a new product which relates specifically to logistics and helping workers find their way around complicated warehouses. Uh, if you look around the country, more and more storage is being built all the time. That's just the nature of how business has changed and, and we need to respond to that. Also, companies, um, uh, businesses are more tech savvy and we need to be able to link our solution to their other um, database solutions. So if they've got an SAP or an Oracle system, these things all need to talk to each other and join up. We're very much focused on that. Otherwise, with regards to internationalization, um, obviously we need to support other languages. That's the key. Um, and after that, we've had very good response from international partners. So the nature of what we do is it gets international very quickly and uh, automatically because the types of customers we work with in a lot of cases are international. Augmented reality is at its infancy. So how do you expect AR to develop over the coming years as it becomes more mainstream? So I expect it to be the mainstream and the norm. I expect uh augmented reality glasses to be um, a replacement to or, or an assistant to your mobile phone. And um, uh, the, the young people, if you watch them walking down the street, half of them have their phone in their hand and are, and are swiping through something or, or looking at something. Um, they clearly want this technology. So augmented reality glasses will be um, used by them and it will add to or replace their, their mobile phones. Um, and with that, all the types of ways we use our mobile phone now will be transferred to the glasses. But then there's going to be a load of whole new use cases we haven't thought of yet that will only be enabled because of this new and superior form factor. And Patrick, I am aware that you have global ambitions for this particular business, but how will they be realised? I believe in this day and age, it is possible to grow business from Ireland. However, we will have to have international presence from the sales and from the product delivery point of view. Um, we very much pride ourselves on giving very strong customer support to help our customers uh, onboard and integrate this technology into their business. Um, so we'll have to work with international partners. And that could be hiring staff internationally but in many cases, what it'll be is working with consultants and other businesses in other parts of the world who will help our customers integrate the technology in their business. And Patrick, finally, if anyone listening this morning is interested in developing a new technology business in the world of augmented reality, what advice have you got for them? Hmm. Gosh, I don't have a singular piece of advice. What I would say to them is the trade-off in augmented reality and smart glasses is the now and the future. So in many cases, augmented reality glasses are there and are appropriate. So in industrial applications, they're ready to go. However, in other cases, they're completely futuristic and not there yet. So if you're talking about uh, walking down the main street of any town in Ireland, well, then they're not there yet. The glasses are not appropriate and suitable for people to, to wear. Now, that's not to say there's not business opportunities there. But the way you would structure and cost your business and how you would set it up 
is very different in those two scenarios. So think a little bit about how far away from adoption are you of the variant on augmented reality that you're going for and make sure that you're funded appropriately and, and set up appropriately for that. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Patrick Liddy from Utility AR and we wish him every success with Going Global. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.